But wait, there's more. Hi, everybody. It's Terry O'Reilly here, and we're happy to announce something we've never offered before. It's our But Wait, There's More subscriber package. If you're a fan of Under the Influence, you'll get more than ever before. You'll get more bonus episodes like the live recording and audience Q&A we did recently at the Hot Docs Podcast Festival, exclusive for subscribers only. You'll get more podcasts with additional stories. You'll get early access so you can listen to all of our new shows before anyone else. You'll get all of our episodes, including archives, ad-free. Tisk tisk. I won't judge. You'll be invited to Ask Me Anything sit-down chats with yours truly. You'll get first dibs on tickets for live events. You'll get big discounts on Under the Influence merchandise. And that's only the beginning, all for a few bucks a month. Just go to our show page on Apple Podcasts and tap Try Free to start your free seven-day trial. Membership has its privileges. Hmm, you should copyright that. One day in the early 1940s, wrestler George Wagner was walking down the aisle on his way to the ring when he overheard two women say he was gorgeous. Wagner had been looking for a stage image he could bring to his wrestling career, and he liked the sound of the word. So he renamed himself Gorgeous George. From there, he created an absolutely original persona. In a sport where men were tough and redneck and serious, 
George would enter the arena to the strains of pomp and circumstance. His hair was bleached blonde. He wore robes that were velvet. Some were made of taffeta, and still others had feather boas. Sometimes the ring announcers didn't know what to call them. Beautiful gown, or uh, robe, or whatever it is. As George entered the ring, his shapely assistant would spread rose petals at his feet, then lay down a small mink rug for George to stand on. Next, she would take gold-plated pins out of his hair, which George would toss into the crowd. There's gorgeous George throwing out the gold, gorgeous Georgie pins, not Bobby pins. Those are gold, gorgeous Georgie pins that he is throwing. He's getting some more pins, and he's going to throw them to the people around the ring. Then his assistant would hold up a silver mirror, and George would stand there admiring himself. This is my valet will take off my robe. Then you may examine my gorgeous body. Oh, brother. <laughs> gorgeous George called himself the Human Orchid. Not exactly the most intimidating nickname, considering he was a villain in the ring. He loved to cheat and break the rules. The crowd loved to hate him, and George loved the attention. His career happened to coincide with the advent of television. By the late 1950s, wrestling matches featuring Gorgeous George were only surpassed in ratings by comedian Milton Berle. Gorgeous George created a spectacle. A spectacle that had never been done in professional sport before. Near the end of his career in 1961, Gorgeous George was promoting a wrestling match in Las Vegas. He found himself on the same radio show as a young, unknown boxer named Cassius Clay. George told listeners he was the greatest wrestler in the world and that no one was more pretty or beautiful. Clay sat back in wonder. After the interview, young Cassius asked Gorgeous George for some advice. George told him to brag and be sassy because people will pay big money to see someone shut your mouth. Later that day, Cassius Clay said to his trainer Angelo Dundee, that's a good idea. And that's how Gorgeous George inspired the spectacle that would become Muhammad Ali. And it goes without saying that George's influence can still be felt in wrestling to this day. George was inducted into the Wrestling Hall of Fame because he stood out from all other wrestlers. He found a way to differentiate himself from hundreds of competitors. That distinct and outrageous persona made him a rich man. Gorgeous George was an orchid in a field of dandelions. In the world of marketing, standing out from the crowd is the most critical thing a company can do. Having a distinct personality separates a product from the herd. It gives shoppers a reason to remember a brand, and it gives them a reason to buy. With the amount of competition these days, attention is like oxygen. You either have it or you suffocate. 
and companies think of some pretty gorgeous ways to get it. You're under the influence. As a shopper, you are influenced by differentiation every day, and you may not even realize it. You're probably buying from the most clearly defined companies and routinely ignoring the weakly defined ones. Smart companies differentiate themselves in many ways, using colors, sounds, shapes, voices, and language. If you and I were to meet on the street, you might say I have a shaved head. I wear interesting shirts, and I'm devastatingly handsome. Who could blame you? But you wouldn't describe me as having two arms, two legs, and a head. The brain is not interested in sameness. It looks to catalog unusual differences in order to remember. It's the same in marketing. That's why something as simple as language can be a distinguishing factor. McDonald's uses its Mc prefix on many of its menu items, from a Big Mac to McChicken to an Egg McMuffin to its McCafe. A and W has its own language, using the burger family terminology, from baby burgers to teen burgers to mama, papa, and grandpa burgers. Starbucks may be the greatest example of all. It has created its own ordering language, which mystifies non-Starbucks customers, but generates big loyalty with regular Starbucks fans. Yes, I'll have an ice skinny hazelnut macchiato, sugar-free syrup, extra shot, light ice, no whip. Size venti. Sometimes spelling can be a memorable marker. Toys R Us founder Charles Lazarus took a lot of heat from teachers and parents when he put a backwards R in his logo, but he stuck with it because he knew it was an attention getter. Think of the photo site Flickr without an E, or Fruit Loops spelled F R O O T, or Cheese Whiz spelled with a Z. You may think small spelling choices are meaningless, but a Harvard study showed that differentiators beat cost cutters almost every time. In other words, powerful differentiations create the most enduring profits. Another way for a product to stand out in your mind is with the use of a mnemonic. A mnemonic can take many forms. Back in 1966, Maxwell House Coffee used a musical one to make its brand stand out. They chose the sound of a percolating coffee maker. This is the coffee pot at work. Listen to it perk. Look at the coffee as it gets darker and stronger. Those musical notes became the identifiable sound of Maxwell House. Back in 1951, David Ogilvy's ad agency was just three years old. A men's clothing company based in Maine called C.F. Hathaway hired Ogilvy to advertise its shirts. The owner of Hathaway told Ogilvy he only had a $30,000 budget, but promised he wouldn't change one word of the advertisements. Ogilvy said he nearly cried at how small the ad budget was, but he couldn't turn down that kind of offer. It would turn out to be a very smart decision. In that era, most clothing ads were illustrations. 
so Ogilvy decided to buck the trend and use photography instead. That alone was a differentiator. Ogilvy believed in embedding story appeal in every ad. Put another way, he felt there should be an intriguing element in every photograph that suggests a backstory. Ogilvy's idea was to create the Hathaway Man, a dapper gentleman that would come to personify the brand in all the ads. So he hired a David Niven-looking male model and a photographer. A few nights before the photo shoot, Ogilvy drew up a list of 18 things that might contribute story appeal to the photo. Number 19 was to have the model wear an eye patch. On the way over to the photo session that morning, he stopped into a drugstore and bought one. Near the end of the photo session, he asked the photographer to take a few pictures with the model wearing the black eye patch. Both the photographer and the model looked at Ogilvy as if he were crazy. But when they viewed the photos a few days later, nobody could deny it. The eye patch was the most riveting image. Hence was born the famous Man in the Hathaway Shirt campaign. The eye patch worn by the model in every ad was the differentiator. That small campaign caused Hathaway sales to jump from $2 million per year to $30 million. When Hathaway hired Ogilvy, its shirt line was carried in 450 stores across the country. Just a few years later, they were in over 2,500. Not only that, the campaign made David Ogilvy famous, launching Ogilvy & Mather, which would become one of the world's largest advertising agencies. All that success due in no small part to an eye patch. It's amazing what a differentiating idea can do. Years later, it would be a lesson Swatch would take to the bank. We'll be right back to our show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're enjoying this episode, why not dip into our archives? Available wherever you download your pods. Go to terryoreilly.ca for a master episode list. Design is another big differentiating aspect that makes products stand out from the competition, and it can influence purchases. Swatch was an interesting brand that chose to stand out with design. Up until then, all watches were sold on precision. From Rolex to Timex, a watch's ability to keep time was its main benefit. Then, along came Swatch. It used self-expression as its defining characteristic. Swatches were made of plastic and came in all sorts of fun colors. The benefit to Swatch wasn't time, it was the fun you would have wearing the color that matched your personality or your wardrobe. The name Swatch was a contraction of the words Second Watch, as these timepieces were meant to be fun, casual, and disposable. Swatch became a sensation in the watch category. What a difference a difference makes. The key to standing out in a sector is not to look or act like the sector. That's why I would always tell clients to stop thinking like a beer advertiser if they were in the beer category, or to stop thinking like a tire advertiser in the tire category, but rather think like a great marketer instead. In a sea of products, it's easy to get lost. It's like trying to find your car in a big mall parking lot. If you can't recognize your own car, it fails the personality test. That's why the most sharply defined brands sell the most products. A recent report issued by one of the top advertising firms in North America stated that products are 200% more alike today than they ever were. The crucial element that separates them is unique branding. Often companies will establish a unique competitive advantage by telling customers how to use their products. In Guatemala, an inexpensive motorcycle brand from India overtook the leading Japanese brands simply by telling customers to use their bikes in a different way. The company suggested that riders not use the motorcycles for fun or sport, but rather for work. The ads said... This is the motorbike that helps you do your job better. So people started using the bikes to get to work and in many instances for work itself. As a result, banks began giving preferential loans to people who wanted to buy that brand because banks now saw the bike as a work tool. That motorcycle brand stood out from all its competitors and went on to enjoy a 60% market share. A company's point of difference may even be operational. When Tom Monahan founded Domino's Pizza, he spent years shaving seconds off pizza cooking times and inventing things like corrugated pizza boxes to keep the pies hot during delivery. 
After many years of tweaking, Monaghan revolutionized the pizza business when he pioneered the 30 minutes or free delivery promise. Because of the constant refining of his kitchen systems, it was a benefit his company was able to deliver long before his competitors could. It was an operational advantage. Differentiation takes many forms. Emotion is another way to clearly define a brand. Hallmark uses emotional imagery and sponsors emotional television shows to carve out its unique position. Is it a successful strategy? Well, quick, name another greeting card company. Hallmark commands over 50% of the greeting card market. Geico chooses comedy to create a distinct image, using its quirky Geico lizard in some commercials and funny situations in others. Geico chose to stand out by employing humor in the insurance industry, instead of the usual category choice of fear. Remember that Cadbury commercial from 2007 where a gorilla plays the drums to a Phil Collins song? You may be wondering what a gorilla has to do with a chocolate bar. The answer is emotion. Viewers had an emotional response to that commercial. It was mesmerizing. That feeling of joy the gorilla experiences drumming to the song transfers over to the viewer, which transfers over to the product. A company's mission can also be its distinct point of difference. As I've mentioned before, Apple's famous 1984 Super Bowl TV commercial forever positioned it as the IBM Slayer. WestJet's mission is to make flying fun. Patagonia's mission is to save the planet by selling less clothing. Each one of these differentiators was an exercise in articulating the company's most distinguishing factor. Then, remaining absolutely consistent with that unique point of view, never changing it, using it as marketing bedrock. Color is another one of the fundamental ways companies brand their businesses and products. If you've ever bought any jewelry from Tiffany's, then you know the Tiffany box comes in a very unique robin's egg blue. Specifically, Pantone number 1837, named for the year Tiffany's was founded. That distinct color actually creates excitement. Case in point, would you rather unwrap a jewelry gift in a white box or one in a Tiffany blue box? Exactly. As a matter of fact, the blue boxes are so desirable, you can find empty Tiffany boxes for sale on eBay. Now... Who would want to buy an empty Tiffany box? I'm looking at you, husbands. One company that stands out because of its color is UPS. As a matter of fact, the UPS slogan for years used to be, What can Brown do for you? When founder James Casey started the delivery service back in 1907, the company grew to include four automobiles and five motorcycles by 1915. 
Casey decided the fleet could use a consistent color scheme, so he chose yellow. But one of his business partners protested the color choice, saying that yellow would be impossible to keep clean. He pointed to the famous Pullman rail cars of the time, which were brown for that very reason. They were easy to clean. So Casey reluctantly changed the fleet color to brown. And the rest is UPS brand history. You can spot a UPS truck in traffic instantly. And I've always thought the brown color lends the trucks a slight military feel, which quietly gives customers the feeling of military efficiency. If you've ever been on Facebook's site, you'll notice that the predominant color is blue. Same with its mobile app. Blue is the world's favorite color. As a matter of fact, six of the top ten colors of Crayola crayons are shades of blue. Many companies, especially financial corporations, choose blue as their branding color because blue instills confidence. It's why Obama wore more blue suits than black ones during his presidency. But the reason Mark Zuckerberg chose blue for Facebook is interesting. It has nothing to do with blue being the world's most trusted color. The reason was more basic than that. Zuckerberg is colorblind. More specifically, he is red-green colorblind. Blue is the richest color for Zuckerberg. It's the one color he can see all of. Facebook branding built of colorblindness. It's a funny thing about some brands. Many that we view as iconic came about for the most unlikely reasons. In 1883, a Wyoming printer ran out of white paper while printing a local residential phone directory. So instead of waiting weeks for more white paper, he used yellow. And that's how the Yellow Pages were born. Which also inspired one of the most memorable slogans of all time. Let your fingers do the walking. Back in 1966, Mary Wells was given the task of rebranding Braniff Airlines. Wells was probably the most famous ad woman of the 20th century. And her Wells Rich Green Agency created some of the most memorable advertising of the 60s and 70s. Up until 1966, airlines were mostly drab as far as branding went. The airline business had been built out of the military, and modern marketing hadn't got its hands on the industry yet. Planes were all white, airports were drab gray, flight attendants, or stewardesses as they were then known, dressed like nurses. The president of Braniff told Wells he needed branding so big and unusual that it would cause news overnight. So Wells and her staff got to work. One of the first things she decided was that there was going to be a lot of color. After all, it was the 60s and color was everywhere, except on airlines. Wells decided to pitch the idea of painting Braniff planes seven different colors. There was to be a blue plane, a green one, red, turquoise, and so on. When she presented the different colored plane idea to the Braniff president, he was silent. Wells held her breath. Then he laughed and said, that'll do it. 
Next, Wells chose colorful fabric for the interior and seats. She redesigned the brand of ticket counters. Then she hired designer Emilio Pucci to redesign the flight attendants' uniforms in bright colors. The attendants were given four different outfits and on long flights would change four times to the amazement of passengers. During flights from cold climates to warm ones, the outfits were designed so flight attendants could take a little bit of their chic uniforms off one piece at a time. When Wells asked her creative team for a campaign to launch the rebranded Braniff Airline, they suffered from writer's block. They knew how important the launch advertising was going to be, and they were in a funk. So Mary Wells walked into their office one day to try to inspire them. She noticed a rumpled-up ad in the wastebasket that said, The End of the Plain Plane. She pulled the ad out of the garbage and said, This is it. And it was. The End of the Plain Plane perfectly summed up the revolutionary rebranding of Braniff Airlines. We have blue planes, orange planes, yellow planes. You can fly with us seven times and never fly the same color twice. Inside, seven different color schemes. And since we fly to Mexico and South America, art from Peru, Brazil, and Argentina. Cha-cha-cha. Braniff International announces the end of the plain plane. We won't get you where you're going any faster. But it'll seem that way. By the end of 1966, Braniff had received more publicity in newspapers and magazines than it had paid for in advertising over the last 10 years. Tiny Braniff Airlines had done the near impossible. It had found a way to stand out in a crowded category of bigger competitors and did it all with flying colors. At the highest realm of marketing, the smartest brands know that standing out is job one. If a company isn't memorable in a field of competitors, it will always struggle. That's why clearly defined brands make up over 90% of the products we all buy. Market leaders are always the ones with the most distinct personalities. In the world of marketing, that's serious business. And most small companies don't spend enough time differentiating themselves from the competition. When a company identifies its most unique characteristic or creates an unusual mark, it should be nurtured and protected. Because the powerful elements that make a company unique are its crown jewels. It could be color, like UPS, or sound, like Maxwell House Coffee, or language, like Starbucks. Or it could even be taffeta in the world of professional wrestling. We are all drawn to the unusual. We are attracted to the unique. We remember the remarkable. That's the key to success. You're either one in a million or you're one of the millions when you're under the influence. I'm Terry O'Reilly. The Influence was recorded at Pirate Toronto. Series producer, Debbie O'Reilly. Sound engineer, Keith Oman. Theme music by Ari Posner and Ian Lefevre. Find the transcript at cbc.ca slash under the influence. 
Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Terry O Influence. See you next week. This episode brought to you by Braniff International. When you got it, want it. Hey, I like your style. I'd like your style even more if you were wearing an Under the Influence T-shirt. Just saying. You'll find them on our shop page at terryoreilly.ca/shop. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just five dollars. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.